You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. Good morning, good morning, WLWT Daily Dose. Stephen Albritton, Fletcher Keel, bringing you a couple of the headlines and highlights happening across our area. We're going to jump right into it, starting with the Pike County trial. The first one nearing an end with George Wagner IV, the prosecution. They laid out their last couple of points, and now the defense, they get their turn today. Yep, closing arguments, we're going to have it for you. Can't opt out of arguments, I don't believe, no, so thanks. we'll have all Thankfully, that. Thankfully, you will hear all of these. <laughs> all that audio and video for you, uh, of course, on our Facebook page, if you're watching live with us right here and on our website, WLWT.com. Um, and yeah, a long process, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I imagine we'll be waiting quite a while for the jury to deliberate what, a month and a half two and a half months of um, of trial goings on. So uh, yeah, today I'm not, I don't, I'm not well versed in the courts. So I don't know how long closing arguments usually go, but the prosecution seemed to be pretty speedy mm -hmm. uh, in theirs yesterday. So I wonder if the defense will be just as quick and getting it in within a day or so today. Yeah, yeah. Put, a, put a button on everything and then everything will be handed over to the jury. They'll be given the rules and they'll be uh, uh, put away, but they won't be sequestered. So they will be able to go home mm -hmm. um, um, each day at the end of the day if they haven't ruled on a, a verdict just yet. So something, of which, course, which might be... Uh, might be another uh, check in the box of this deliberation might last a long time. Yes. A lot of people usually think if you're sequestered, you want to get to a conclusion and get back to life. But with them being in, being able to be life, they might be able to take a little more time. Absolutely. Not, not go so crazy. Then, like you mentioned, there's been a lot to pick through. This has been going on for weeks, and then the next trial will start um, sometime after that as well. Uh, a big story uh, last night. So we got a lot of calls and a lot of emails and tips about, hey, we don't have water um, at the, uh, what is it, Williamsburg Apartments. Um, we sent our Jeter McGee over there last night to figure out what was going on, and it turns out that their water had went out on, a, I believe it was on Friday. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, to imagine like you just finished the holiday, you might have family over, you might have kids, and next thing you know, you don't have water and you don't know when it'll be turned back on. It is back on now, but still a lot of questions unanswered from this one. Yeah, uh, aren't, aren't able to cook your food if you're going to boil water or anything, unable to wash your hands, mm -hmm. shower, use the bathroom correctly. Um, so a lot of, and we actually had a state senator uh, tell us on property that uh, they're going to uh, look into opening an investigation into what happened because the residents really got no warning. The water was shut off. Uh, they got a letter that said an emergency, and then that was basically all the communication that happened over the next four or so days. Um, Jutera and uh, our crew showed up, are actually asked to leave the property yeah. by, uh, by management and maintenance. Um, but uh, just glad to see that the water's back on. Hopefully those residents can get back to, uh, to being able to use that quickly. But yeah, still a lot of questions to be, to be asked and answered. Yeah, they think it might have been a, a Thanksgiving fire and a water main break nearby that caused the outage. But tenants told uh, Jutera that this isn't the first time something like this has happened and they're really fed up with this. You know, you, like you mentioned, you, you, you have many basic necessities to get done. And something you don't think water. about. No. Even, even when people call like, oh, we don't have water, you're like, oh, that sucks. And then they will tell you what they can't do and you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, that would be, that, that, that does kind of hinder a lot of things that yeah, you're able to a do. A lot of life, a lot of people, <laughs> they said that, you know, they couldn't afford to go to the hotel, staying with friends and family and things like that. So hopefully we'll get all that uh, cleared up uh, in the near future. Uh, next up, uh, something I've been to multiple times, I've taken my family to it. Coney Island Nights of Lights is happening right now. The drive-through light show, you flip the radio to the specific radio station, you get all the Christmas tunes set to the lights as well. And we are doing something, uh, partnering with them with our uh, connection with uh, Ruth Lyons. Yeah, that's right. Uh, go today, a portion of your 
uh, your ticket to the lights will go to Roof Lions Fund as we continue uh, that excellent drive to help some ra raise some money and uh, get to enjoy some Christmas lights and tunes, on, as you were saying, on the way through. So a pretty good deal. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Ruth Lions, you know, raises money for kids in hospitals over the hospital uh, over the holidays. We've raised about $34,000 so far. So uh, your participation in the Knights of Lights uh, will go help out Ruth Lions. So if you do go, make sure you turn your headlights off. And as Randy right. so greatly said earlier, bring snacks and go to the bathroom before you <laughs> get out there uh, on the path. Because, you know, it can take a little while to get through the line, but then when you actually get inside, uh, the, don't the cars keep moving. The cars right. keep moving. So you don't want it to be that person has to pull over to the side and hold people up. So yeah, Coney Island Knights of Lights happening right now. Yep. All right, the big story of the past probably 48 hours or so, Luke Fickle leaving. He's at Wisconsin. They had the introductory press conference. It's in the past, so now we have to look to kind of the, the first fallout of uh, when the head coach leaves. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yesterday, unsure if any have and have followed since we published our story yesterday morning. Uh, but as of yesterday morning, about 9.30, three members of Cincinnati's 2023 recruiting class had announced they were decommitting. Uh, that includes uh, Aiden Green, uh, a three-star uh, three wide receiver prospect. Uh, Jonas uh, Duclona, I believe he pronounced it, a three-star cornerback prospect from Naples. And uh, Amari Stone, who was actually a two-sport prospect, football and baseball to UC, all announced that they were decommitting. Uh, we also heard uh, on Twitter from Trevor Carter, who said that he's still committed but has reopened his recruitment process, so open to decommitting from UC. Um, as of yesterday, uh, according to 247 composite rankings, UC had the 35th overall class in the country. That has slipped to 39. Uh, but if you're looking for the silver lining, there are two big prospects of the upcoming class, yeah, the, four uh, stars. the four stars. Brady uh, Drosh, uh, a four-star quarterback out of DeSalle, uh, or De La Salle in Wisconsin, and De McCullough, a four-star safety, both still, uh, both still committed right. as of now. Quarterback from out of Wisconsin? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on him with Pickle going to Wisconsin. We're going right. to put a bow on this one when we come back. We're going to send it over to Randy. She has a look at our weather forecast and the roller coaster ride that we're on. All right, so we are starting out the day with some clouds around and temperatures in the 40s. We should see some sunshine toward lunchtime, and that's going to help drive our temperatures up to around 60 degrees or so this afternoon. Clouds roll right back in this evening. The winds pick up and even a few showers possible just after sunset. But the main line of rain and thunderstorms actually comes through tonight. You'll see that after midnight, gusty winds, heavy rain and rapidly falling temperatures tomorrow. We'll go from 60 degrees today to temperatures in the 30s tomorrow. All right, Randy, thank you so much for that. So uh, quarterback commit, yeah, that, decommitting. That, uh, Brady Drush, uh, the De La Salle uh, collegiate from Michigan. But if you're looking for a silver lining there, uh, is recruited or was recruited by Gino uh, Guligi, I believe is how you pronounce his name. So. One of the, um, at least if you're listening to some national writers, one of the internal potential Fickle replacements at UC. So okay. if he stays, there's a chance, but with uh, with Fickle being in his backyard now, that might throw a wrench into things. The early signing period starts December 21st. Okay. Um, not traditional signing day still happens in, fe in February, so not not saying that those commits well, have to sign in December, um, but we'll know something in the next couple months of how this recruiting class will shape Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Most coaches like to get them uh, wrapped up um, on right. December 21st so they don't have to drag the process off. But uh, potential names to look out for, um, these are just names. There's, the, you know, just name. The, the Internet goes crazy That's during right. these things. You That's know, right. Matt Campbell, the current head coach at Iowa State, 
prime Deion Sanders at Jackson State. He has said that he will listen to offers, even though he has that thing humming down at Jackson mm -hmm. State. He played for four uh, different seasons for the Reds, so he knows Cincinnati. He That's knows right. the region. And if prime comes, the players come with him. Colorado's so we already knocking, so if UC wants him. He's, he's not going to Colorado. <laughs> he's not going to Colorado. We're not, we're, I'm going to put that out there right there. Also, Brian Hartline, he played wide receiver at Ohio State. He's the current passing game coordinator at Ohio State as well. He's a name out there in the mix. And Alex Golesh, an assistant at Tennessee. Um, we've seen how, um, you know, just potent that offense is down at Tennessee. So those are just names. We shall see. We will be keeping an eye on this story until we uh, get a name firmed and signed. Uh, next story, United States men's national team. They play Iran today at 2 o'clock. It is a win or fly back to the United States game. Yeah, can't, uh, can't celebrate a draw like we could on Friday after the England game. Got to win uh, to get on to the round of 16. And how weird has this group been? Because U.S. draws England, who beat Iran, uh, or on six to two or whatever yeah, it was, who then went on to beat Wales. And they so, played a great 90 minutes against yeah. Wales, and we only looked good against Wales for about 55 minutes. Yeah. So it's just the, kind of this round-robin effect uh, in this group. And there's a little bit of uh, controversy surrounding this game um, outside of the you know geopolitical stuff that always goes on between the United States and Iran. But uh, the U.S. social team posted the group standings on uh, their Facebook page or on their social media, and it actually scrubbed the emblem off of the Iranian flag. Mm -hmm. The Iranian um, um, soccer federation wanted the United States kicked out of the World Cup because they said they've taken God out of our flag. They wanted them banned and uh, the, the United States removed. FIFA never responded to anything like that. The post was taken down quickly. But there was a press conference where the Iranian press, they just, um, you know, threw all these questions at Greg Berhalter and our captain, Tyler Adams. They asked Greg Berhalter, Berhalter, Berhalter sorry, I keep messing up his name. These easy names. These easy <laughs> names. They, they were asking him all these questions that are, are politically charged. They did a very good job of mm -hmm. answering where they could, deflecting where they could. They were respectful to the press, but it was just a very tense situation uh, heading into the matchup um, this afternoon. Yeah, and if you're looking for uh, some solstice in this game, uh, Iran has more World Cup victories against the United States than England does. So That's a fun little fact there after they uh, they defeated the U.S. in 98, I yes, believe, in the World Cup in France. So uh, maybe some revenge on the table, but the U.S. has just, it's simple, got to find a way to put the ball in the net. Uh, which they've only been able to do once in, in two matches so far in Qatar. Yeah, and uh, it's 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 going to be a game. You know, my anticipation is rising. My anxiety is rising. You know, I'm wearing my red butt, right and blue to support them today. I'll be watching it 2 mm -hmm. o'clock, hoping they get the victory as well. But we're going to wrap up Daily Dose. That's Flesher. I'm Steven. Uh, Kelly should be back tomorrow. We'll be looking forward to having her back uh, here on the morning show and here on Daily Dose. But uh, until then, have a great day, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow.